Good evening, everybody. It's uh, good to be back with you tonight in our midweek Bible study. We'll be picking back up with Romans chapter number 10. We're going to try and get through uh, this chapter tonight. Uh, good Lord willing. Uh, we'll try not to make it too lengthy or too long, but I want to say we thank the Lord for the wonderful service He blessed us with on Sunday. Um, just an amazing power of God and uh, we thank you, Timberidge and uh, Chad and Cody, uh, for being a part of that service. It's just amazing service, and we're looking forward uh, to seeing what God's going to do this Sunday. Uh, we're encouraged and and thankful, and remain faithful for uh, all of His many blessings, and we know that He'll supply them uh, according to the Scripture, according to His earnest riches and glory, which are endless and boundless. And we're thankful for that wonderful promise. But we appreciate you being here with us tonight. <clears throat> um, audio will be available uh, quick as we get done. We'll go ahead and uh, attach that link uh, to the Facebook page, and then we'll do a. Uh, we'll just upload the video to Facebook. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Um, Facebook is restricting playing YouTube videos right now, unless you go. To the YouTube app from Facebook so I'll try and make it a little bit easier uh, so you can just go play the video directly from Facebook so uh, it does take a little while to upload so the video uh, I'm not sure if it'll be available by 7 or 8 o'clock tonight but uh, it'll be there nonetheless if <clears throat> and I'll put this in the link for the audio if you want to wait for the video you uh, absolutely can do so but uh, we're going to get into the reading of the scripture tonight. We're going to try, like I said, work our way through Romans chapter 10. If you have your Bibles, Romans chapter number 10. Um, finally finished up Romans chapter 9. Took us uh, three parts, I believe, but we got through it. Uh, chapter 10 will probably be relatively short, and then we'll have another long one in chapter number 11 as we work our way through that. But we'll try uh, our best to get through it. Uh, as quickly as we can uh, we don't want to uh, burden you with a lot of information that you don't want to know but we do want to take our time as we work our way through the text but we'll be in Romans chapter number 10 tonight so we're gonna to go to the Lord in prayer after we uh, after we go to the Lord in prayer we'll read a few verses and talk through and uh, and work our way through this our father is we bow in thy presence God tonight father we thank you Lord for your uh, tender love and touch and your mercies God which you bestow upon us father we're, we're so uh, unworthy uh, but we're so very grateful God of your wonderful blessings that you bestow upon us father we thank you Lord for uh, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God we thank you Lord for uh, perfect peace we thank you Lord for joy we thank you Lord for uh, thy mighty hand of touch we thank you as we study salvation tonight, we thank you, Lord, so very much that we're saved by thy wonderful and amazing grace. We pray, Father, God, if they might be one that would watch or listen, uh, God, that has never received Jesus as their personal Savior. I pray that this would be the day, the good hour, uh, God, when they would fall on bending knee and receive you precious to their never-dying soul. They're going to live in eternity somewhere forever. We pray, God, that, Lord, that they would choose you, that they would choose life and choose blessing. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your precious and holy word. 
We pray that you'd empower us now. We pray that you'd clear our hearts, clear our minds as we open the Word of God tonight. God, that we'd not share our opinions and not, not share our thoughts, but God, we would let the Word of God speak through us and to us. God, that uh, you might receive all glory, honor, and praise. Thank you so much, uh, Lord Jesus, God, for loving us when we were unlovable. Thank you for loving us while we were yet sinners. And thank you for going to the cross of Calvary, God, when we certainly didn't deserve it. Father, watch over us now. Keep us, care for us. God, bless thy word as we teach and preach through it tonight. And God, we'll certainly give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory for all things that you do. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Romans chapter number 10. Romans chapter number 10, verse number 1. We read a few verses of this last week, but we're going to start back over at the beginning. We didn't say too, too very much about it. Um, but we're going to get back into this. And uh, Paul transitions his language here. We're getting through about first three verses, and then he changes and uh, kind of goes a different direction, but a good direction. So verse 1, the Bible says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, uh, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth these things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, Say not in thine heart, who shall, uh, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above? Or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ uh, again from the dead? But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be, uh, or, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. And I'm going to stop right there, and we're going to work our way through these verses, and then we'll finish off the remainder of the chapter. But as we, uh, as, like we said, as we get into chapter number 10 right here, um, uh, we concluded uh, last week on chapter 9 where the Bible says it's written, Behold, I lay in Zion, or Zion, a, a stumbling stone, a rock of offense. Whosoever believeth on him should not be ashamed. So he's talking, and like we said, we were talking and dealing with the, course, the corporate aspect of the nation of Israel and the, uh, uh, the elect lady, the nation of Israel, uh, and the people of God. They're not different people. Uh, they are the same people. Uh, and we'll get into that just a little bit uh, uh, further here tonight. Now, we, uh, we experience things different. The Old Testament saints, they didn't have the embodiment. They didn't have the indwelling of the, of the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. He didn't reside within them. Um, he rested on them. They had prophets, priests, and kings. Uh, but they had, they had opportunity and they had privilege of prayer. They had sacrificial offerings, ceremonial offerings. Uh, they absolutely could make their uh, appearance and presence known uh, to God. But we get into this place right here where they're, uh, like we said, we're dealing with the New Testament aspect of things. 
but we and we don't want to spend a lot of time uh, in the weeds over here but we get into this point right here he said uh, he said, I've laid in, in Zion a stumbling stone. And that stumbling stone is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the chief cornerstone. Uh, listen, we read last week, I believe it was in the book of 1 Corinthians, where the Bible talks about uh, to the Jews, he is a stumbling stone. Uh, but to the Greeks and all those, uh, listen, he is the light and the life. He is the way of hope. He is our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. But, my, uh, but the Bible tells us here in verse 1, it says, as we transition into chapter 10, it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. So Paul, uh, he is making another cry for his brethren right here. He wants and desires to see them saved. We need to understand that this is the overwhelming, overarching uh, co uh, uh, communication of the gospel is to seek and to save that which is lost. Uh, Brother Chad preached Sunday morning. He used the text, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For he came not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. And it's not discriminatory. It's not uh, discriminatory upon race or, or ethnicity. Uh, he wants to, he, listen, the cross of Calvary is applicable for every single man, woman, boy, and girl. If they would only believe on the only begotten Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, they too can be saved. But Paul, uh, listen, he's exhorting here. He's saying, uh, my heart's desire. You can hear the yearning in, 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 in his voice. He wants to see uh, God's people saved. The Bible says, uh, listen, he said, uh, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Uh, friends, listen, it says, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according uh, to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about uh, to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Uh, let me do this right quick. But we get to this point right here where Paul, uh, he is pleading. Uh, he wants the people uh, of Israel to be saved. He's desiring for the people to be saved. But he's saying, listen, you sought this, and this is what the entirety of the book of Romans is about. Uh, listen, he, he said, you have sought this of your own self-will, your own self-righteousness. You've tried to live and attain to the merits of the law. You cannot do it. You are a violator. You are a habitual sinner. And if you, can, if you, if you continually condition and posture your lives uh, to obtain righteousness through your own uh, uh, through your own good works and your own righteousness, you'll never attain it. You'll never reach it. That's what the Bible is communicating. And Paul wants, he wants his brothers uh, that are Jews, he wants and desires them to be saved. And I want and desire the same thing today. I, I want all people everywhere, race, color, creed, and ethnicity, I want them to hear the gospel message of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. My heart's desire is that they be saved before it is eternally too late.
The Bible tells us in the book of Ecclesiastes is true, false, so shall it lie. Friends, listen, there's going to reach a, a place point in time when we step out of uh, step out of this uh, time period, out of this chronological time period. We need to understand this. Uh, listen, time is an aspect and a measure uh, uh, that is given to humanity as we live in this present world, in this present realm. But friends, listen, we are going and we are headed to a place where the Bible tells us that there is no time. There is no need for time. It is in eternity. It does not have a beginning. It does not have an end. Right, listen, it is the eternal uh, noonday as we dwell in the presence and the sanctity and the serenity of our Savior and the kingdom which he has established for the people of God. The Bible tells us in uh, St. John, we, we quoted this often, St. John chapter 14, verse number one, he said, uh, uh, listen, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, for in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place, and if I go to prepare a place, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Now listen, uh, Jesus was not talking about uh, going uh, back to heaven like he had to finish something in heaven. What Jesus was talking about in John 14 was going to the cross of Calvary and making access uh, to that wonderful, beautiful place called heaven, whereby God has appointed and appropriated for the people of God a place where we can reside for eternity in the presence of our Savior in a sinless eternity where sin has never touched, it has never kissed those doors, uh, in a place where there is no disease, where there is no cancer and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and dementia. Uh, friends, listen, there is no blindness of eyes. There is no uh, intellectual uh, incapacities. There are no faculties that are removed. We can see clearly. We can hear. We can understand. We can speak. We can grasp. We can walk. We can talk. We can enjoy the goodness and the glories and the pleasure of what God has instituted for the people of God. He, want, he, he has prepared a place uh, friends, for us that are the redeemed of God, whereby we can make access into heaven, uh, listen, which is external from this world, a place where there is no sin, where there is no sorrow, where there is no death, nor sickness. He said, for the former things in the book of Revelation, he said, all these things, these are former things. He said, they've passed away. He said, behold, I have made all things new. Thankful, friends, listen, that we are going to a place, uh, listen, that where all these things that, that are so cumbersome and burdensome in this present reality. They will no longer exist and we can go and walk hand in hand with the presence of our eternal God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul is yearning. He has an exhortation to the uh, the Jewish uh, generation. He wants them and desires them to be saved. In verse 4, the Bible says, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Friends, listen, this is the resounding message as we've worked our way through the book of Romans. Believe, believe, believe. Believe, exercise your faith. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He has the ability, he has the authority, he has the power to save us eternally. Friends, listen. He says, so uh, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth these things shall live by them. 
Friends, now listen, we, we, uh, Paul often does this. As we work our way through the text, he, he draws contrast between the law and grace. Friends, listen, and uh, the greatest contact, uh, contrast or probably the most prevalent one that we, that we quote and is often quoted and talked about and preached about and taught in the church is, is Romans chapter number 8. Well, the Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath now made me free from the law of sin and death. What the law cannot do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sent in His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. So we see this contrast, how Christ is the fulfiller, the ultimate uh, mediatorial sacrifice. He is uh, the atonement. He he is the mediator. He is the one that stands and fills the gap. He holds God by one hand. He grasps man by another. He is the way. As we didn't quote, but just a few minutes ago in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father lest he come by me. Friends, listen, I quote this often, Acts 4, 12, for there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Friends, listen, it requires belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. You must believe uh, in the sacrificial death, burial, and resurrection and the glorious reign and return of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, the Bible says in verse 6, but, uh, but the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart, who uh, shall ascend into heaven that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep that is to bring Christ again uh, from the dead. Uh, that's a scripture reference from Deuteronomy chapter 30, uh, verse number 11. I've got it right here, and the Bible says 11 and 12. Uh, uh, excuse me, verse number, uh, yeah, that's it. Chapter number 30, verse number 11. For this commandment which I commanded thee this day is not hidden from thee, neither it is afar off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say who should go up uh, for us to heaven and bring us uh, bring it uh, down unto us that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest doeth it. See, I have set before this, uh, uh, thee this day life and good and death and evil. Friends, and that's a scripture reference from Deuteronomy chapter number 30, verses 11 through 15. Uh, but we get to this place right here, and, and Paul interjects, uh, listen, this Old Testament scripture reference. And we need to understand this, and I've said this lots of times, and I hope people's hearing me when I say this. When, uh, uh, when the apostle John and Peter, uh, when the apostle Paul uh, and Mark and uh, all these, uh, and Timothy and Barnabas, when, when they were making and crying aloud and sparing not in preaching the gospel. They were preaching the Old Testament. The Old Testament is the gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ. Listen, the New Testament is the manifestation. That's where we see the Messiah. We see the incarnate, the second person of the Trinity. We see what Solomon was talking about when he said he's the lily of the valley. We understand what David was talking about when he said he is my rock and my fortress and my butler, uh, my buckler. 
We understand uh, what Solomon once again was talking about when he called him the Rose of Sharon. We understand what Moses was talking about when he spoke of a Pascal unblemished and perfect lamb. We understand what Abraham was talking about when the word of the Lord came to him and revelated him. We understand what it was when Noah said he found grace, glory to God. He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, Friends, we understand uh, when we open our minds and we begin to receive, thankful that the gospel was prevalent, the gospel was alive, the gospel was present. Amen. I want to read this to you in 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 the third chapter of the book of Galatians. In Galatians chapter number three, this is uh, I, I love this. Uh, I, I would encourage you to go read Galatians 3. Galatians 3 is a parallel uh, to the book of Romans. But the Bible tells us here, listen to this in verse number 6. And I may have read this last couple of weeks. I'm not sure. I'm going to read it again. Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Amen. Abraham believed God uh, and it was accounted unto him. It was imputed into him for righteousness. Amen. And therefore he was justified because he had the imputed righteousness of the incarnate, the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, listen to me. We're not going to heaven. The Bible tells us in Titus 3 and 5, not by our works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. He saved us by the washing, renewing, and regenerating of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now listen, the Bible says in Galatians 3, verse 6, Even as Abraham believed God that was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye not that, uh, that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham? Listen, and the Scripture, and the Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before preached before the gospel unto Abraham. Amen. The gospel was preached unto Abraham. He believed it by faith and he was imputed righteousness. Amen. Glory to God. In thee shall all the nations be blessed. So then uh, they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Friends, listen, we need to understand the reality of the gospel uh, and its presence in the Old Testament. Uh, And they believed by faith and were saved by grace, uh, just like you and I are. They weren't saved a different way. People are never, listen, the canon of the word of God, people are never saved a different way. Amen. That would make a multiplicity of ways, which would make, uh, listen, which would make us polygamous which we would believe in a multiple uh, uh, gods, friends, listen, in multiple ways. I believe in one God, the Yahweh, amen, the eternal, glorified, eternal God, amen. That's the one I believe. That's the one I trust. That is the institution of all things righteous and holy. That is the institute. He is the only one. He is the only one, uh, friends, listen, whereby we can receive eternal grace and be saved uh, by the grace of God. So we see uh, 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 Paul has brought uh, again to us 
uh, this contrast of the Old Testament to the New. In verse number 8, he says again, but what saith it? Now see, he begins to manifest what uh, Moses had written in Deuteronomy uh, chapter number 30, begins to bring it to life right here. The Bible says, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. Amen. Uh, friends, listen to me. We need to understand we cannot save people. The church cannot save people. Preachers cannot save people. Deacons and Sunday school teachers cannot save people. Only Christ, only the Lord G, only belief in the Lord Jesus Christ will get you to heaven. Anything else that anybody tells you is a deviant, friends. Listen, that, that is speaking lies and hypocrisy. That is an abomination to the word of God. You can go to heaven one way, and that way is through the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, but what saith it? The word is denied thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. This is what I'm preaching to you. What Moses said is what I'm preaching to you today. Believe it. Amen. Now he said in verse number 9, and listen, verse number 9 and 10, uh, this is quoted often, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. That if thou shalt, can, listen, so when, uh, when this unregenerate sinner, uh, just as I was, I, listen, the day I got saved, when I was eight years old at Beulah Baptist Church in Hendersville, North Carolina, uh, friends, listen, I was an unregenerate sinner. I had never received the Lord Jesus as my Savior. Boy, I appreciate the power of the Holy Spirit right now. Amen. I, I was unregenerate. I was unclean. I was abominable. I was hell-bound and hell-stricken because I, I had realized my sinful condition. Amen. I had, I had become, uh, listen, the fullness of conviction, the fruition and the culmination of conviction came to a head that morning when the gospel was preached. Amen. Oh, thank God for the, I'm going to get into this in just a minute, but thank God for the men of God, uh, listen, that would stand and proclaim and preach the everlasting gospel of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to give you a voice and a word of an encouragement, uh, friends, tonight. In this low-down, wretched, sin-stricken world in which we abide and live in, I want to be a voice to all of our young preachers. I listened to all of the older preachers. I want to be a voice of encouragement. You keep preaching. You keep hammering the rock because there's water in the rock. Amen. Friends, listen, I promise you, uh, listen, hey, the, if we would endure, if, hey, the Bible tells us this, listen, uh, that if we would endure and persevere, that there is blessings manifold. I, I Listen, I, I'll say this, friends, listen, I, I believe this when we get to heaven, it's not because of anything that I've done, not because of anything that you've done. It's all because of him. But if we be faithful witnesses and if we be faithful soldiers, 
If we be faithful to the word of God and we spread his gospel, we cry loud and spare not. Listen, only eternity will tell. Listen, what we've been able to accomplish. And I want to say something else tonight, friends. Listen, it's time that we started discipling. It's time that we started pouring into people. Listen, I want to encourage the older generations. We need some mentors. Amen. Listen, I thank God for the mentors in my life. Amen. I thank God for the Billy Poos. And I thank God for the Spud Englishes and the Larry Forsters. Amen. I thank God for the Jack Pierces and the Clyde. Coleman's and the Anna Ruth Stowers. I thank God for those people. Listen, they didn't want to keep all their knowledge. They didn't want to keep it and take it to the grave with them. No, they wanted to find somebody who was hungry and thirsty for it, and they wanted to pour it into them. Friends, listen today. I'm I'm thankful that Paul had the gumption listen, to take Timothy under his wing and pour into him everything that he had. He wanted to be a voice of encouragement to them and I want to be a voice of encouragement uh, to our younger preachers uh, and to preachers in general. Friends, listen to me. I'm going to tell you something. I I may be myself walking through the valley next week, but thankful, friends, listen, that I've got some friends, some great men and women of God, my wife, my children. I'm glad that I have encouragement in my life. And friends, listen to me. If you surround yourself with toxicity, if you surround yourself with sin, if you, if you surround yourself with negativity, if you surround yourself, uh, listen, with, with, with the constant attitude that the way that we're doing it is wrong and it can be done better, friends, listen, you, you'll be none the better for it, friends, listen to me. It's time that you cut those people off, cut them out of your life, surround yourself with some godly people, uh, listen, who have a vision for glory. Uh, the Bible tells us without a vision, he said, my people perish, friends. Listen, it's time to crawl out. Amen. It's time to crawl out of the corner that everybody's got their heads stuck in. Friends, listen, let's understand that this is a reality. Amen. I, listen, I, I'm not willing. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not willing. I, listen to to watch the gospel die. I listen for heritage sake. Amen. I'm I'm I, I want to press and push the gospel forward. Amen. I want to pour into the younger preachers. I want to I listen, I have a lot. I have I, there's so much that I want to learn, and I love to surround myself with people, uh, listen, who, want, who like to share the Word of God and enjoy and talk about the Word of God. Not even sure how I got there. But listen, but as we get to this, we get to this place where, friends, listen, we have to understand the Bible makes a, 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 a solid promise to us. He said, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart, God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So, Francis, I know how I got in here. Listen, come full circle. I, I, I realized that I was an unregenerate, hellbound sinner. Thankful for the gospel that came to me. I realized that the fullness, culmination, the fruition of conviction had come. The Spirit of God had dealt with me through the preached gospel of the Word of God. I realized, listen, I realized that I was born in an inclination towards sin. I realized that I was separated from God, and I realized that I needed a Savior. 
Uh, friends, now listen, I'm going to tell you something. You don't have to know and understand the doctrines of grace. You don't have to know uh, and understand and be able to quote scripture to be saved. You know what you have to know? You have to know that you're a sinner, that you have violated God's righteous law. Uh, friends, listen, how do you know those things, friend? Uh, those convictions uh, come to fruition through the preaching of the gospel. Friends, listen, that's why we need to submerse and immerse ourselves. Uh, listen, in the house of God, under the uh, good solid preaching of the word of God. That's what we need today, friends. Listen, we need preaching. We need solid preaching and teaching. A Holy Ghost feel on, uh, uh, that would bring uh, sinners to the place and the point to the, to the reality and the realization that they need Jesus. And I found myself in that place and I, I'm glad that I came and I surrendered myself in an altar and I can't tell you the message that was preached that morning. But you know what? Listen, I want to be a voice of encouragement to preachers. 90% uh, of the people that would ask, and sometimes I can't even, I have to stop and think about it a minute. They can't tell you what the preacher preached on last Sunday or the Sunday before or the Sunday they got saved or what was preached uh, uh, two months ago on Sunday night. Friends, listen, don't be discouraged in that because, listen to me, I'm going to tell you something. I lived at my mother's house for 20 years. And she fixed me three squares a day for 20 years. There's only a handful of those meals that I can tell you. I can tell you what my favorites are. There's only a handful of those meals that I might be able to tell you exactly what she served that day. But you know what? She fed me. And friends, listen to me. I want you to understand something today. Friends, listen. It's not about me. It's not about the exaltation of the man. It's making sure the flock of God is fed. They may not be able to tell you what they ate two months ago, but they can tell you that they did eat. Amen. And that's what the point of this is. Friends, listen, is making sure that we have a healthy herd, that they are well immersed in the gospel, that they are fed uh, the true, uh, unadulterated gospel of our Savior, the Lord Jesus, whereby they can receive sustainment to press on in this life. So friends, listen. The Bible tells us in verse 10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Friends, listen to me. So we get to this place, the Bible says, if we confess with our mouth, we believe in our heart, we shall be saved. Friends, listen, so we meet the terms of the gospel. We realize that fruition, fullness of conviction has come. We realize that there is a difference between right and wrong. When we realize the difference between right and wrong, we also realize with that that we're separated from God because we realize immediately that we are destitute and we, we are wrong. So friends, listen, we, when we understand that condition and shape that we're in through the revelation of the gospel in our lives, through the preaching, uh, who is the preacher? Amen. The preacher uh, is the mechanism of the third person of the Godhead. It's the voice of the Holy Spirit as it operates upon those that are called to preach his word. So friends, listen, when that all comes to fruition, I'm glad that that morning that I bowed down, listen, I don't know, I don't remember what he said. I don't remember what I prayed. I do remember, friends, listen, that I poured everything that I had out. 
And listen, I want you to understand something today because uh, what do people think? Well, they think, well, preacher, you believe that uh, you've done something to be saved. No, I'm going to tell you something. And I used this analogy a couple weeks ago. And I'll say this and move on as quickly as I can. I'm taking up too much time. But the prodigal son, when he realized his condition, he said, I know what I'll do. He said, I'll, he said, I'll go back to my father's house. He said, for the servants in my father's house have more than I. I listen, uh, and the Bible says he came to himself. Uh, he blessed he up his bootstraps and he made his way back to his father's house. Amen. Glory to God. Thankful that the father was waiting on him. He fell at his father's feet. He said, Father, he said, I've sinned against heaven and against thee. Uh, listen, I'm going to tell you something, friends. It does not matter. Listen, I want you to hear me plainly when I say this. Yes, we must meet the conditions. We must come with a broken heart and a contrite spirit. And the Bible tells us if we meet the conditions of the gospel with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, he'll in no wise turn us aside. Amen. And uh, listen, if we believe in our heart, if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, we shall be saved. But I'm going to tell you something. It's not us that does it. Amen. That's the condition that we must present ourselves. Amen. The prodigal son presented himself, but his presentation of himself did not save him. You know what saved him? It was the reception of the father. Amen. The presentation of the sinner does nothing. Friends, listen. The presentation of the sinner makes it possible for the father to distribute and impute his righteousness and grace. Amen. Uh, because, listen, when, 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 when the sinner, when the prodigal presented himself to the father, listen, he said, Father against heaven against thee have I sinned. Now listen to what the father did. Amen. This is, this is what saves us. The father said, he said, go call my servants. He said, bring a robe, bring a ring and put shoes on his feet. I listen. He said, go kill the fatted calf. He said, for my son, which was lost, has been found. He has come home and he brought him back into the fold. Friends, listen to me. He gave him place, posture and position. He filled him. He gave him food. He gave him prominence. He gave him a ring. Amen. He gave him shoes. He gave him the ability. Uh, listen, he gave him the ability uh, to testify and share his gospel. That is the great commission of Christ. Go yet on the highways and hedges, compel them to come in that my house may be filled. The Father gave him what was necessary, what was needful. Uh, listen, to establish his, pos uh, his position in the kingdom of God. You see, what we do is just present ourselves in the right manner, but it's him that does all the saving. For the scripture saith, in verse 11, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Amen. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. And friends, listen, uh, this word all right here, friends, uh, in the Greek, it's a Greek word pos, but as we look at all, this is not uh, without uh, distinction. This is not a particular group of people. This is all without exception. Amen. All without exception. If we meet the terms of the gospel, we can be saved. And the Bible tells us if we confess and we believe, we shall be saved. Amen. Now listen to this. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then, uh, how then shall they that call on him? Uh, how then, uh, excuse me. How then shall they call on on him in whom they have not believed? 
And how shall they believe in, uh, in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? So here we have uh, a, a presentation of questions. Amen. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? So how can you call on somebody if you don't believe in them? How can you believe in them if you've not heard about them? And how can they hear about them if there's nobody to tell them? So friends, listen to me. I want you to understand uh, the necessity the absolute, fervent, official, uh, uh, essential necessity of preachers preaching the Word of God. Preachers, I want you to get in the Word of God and study. 2 Timothy 2.15, I study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman need not ashamed, needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. Friends, listen, we need to study the Word of God. Preacher, what do I study? I, you need to study the Word of God. Amen? Get in the Word of God. Dive into the Word of God. We need to immerse ourselves in prayer. I, Friends, listen, we need to seek those things which are heavenly. We need to seek divine counsel. We need to seek utterance of the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, uh, preacher, how do I know what to study to pray? Or how do I know what to study? How do I know wh what to pray and how to pray uh, to preach on Sunday? Friends, study it all. Pray it all. Uh, friends, listen, pray over it. Seek God's face. Friends, God knows the people. God knows the counsel. God knows the needs. And if we'll prepare and set the table, uh, friends, listen, to me whenever he calls to remembrance and whenever he moves on the heart and he speaks to the mind we'll be able to recall those things we'll be able to grasp those things we'll be able to feed the flock of God friends listen the Bible tells us uh, listen so we get all this right here how can they hear without a preacher how can they believe in whom they have not heard and how can they how can they even call on somebody that they don't even believe in now listen how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Friends, listen to me. Boy, I tell you, and Timberidge knows this about me, the places I've pastored, the places I've been, I love the men of God. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you something, friends, tonight. I, uh, there's a lot of us, friends, listen, we have different doctrinal opinions. Uh, we believe things different, uh, whether it's uh, eschatology or uh, end-time doctrines, same thing. Listen, uh, how we interpret different things, friends, listen to me. You know what? The, that's part of it. But, friends, listen, I'm, I'm willing to lay aside secondary issues to commune with God, to see people saved. I'm not going to press down a man of God. If You know what Paul said? He said if he's for us, then he's not against us. Amen. Uh, friends, listen, we need to get the sword out of the wrong fight a lot of times. Amen. We're cutting each other's heads off uh, instead of laboring together in love to see a lost and dying world saved by the grace of God. That is our primary focus, our primary goal, and our mission. Amen. I've been... I have been guilty over the years of excluding because of differences that we had doctrinally. Friends, listen, and I've come to realize in recent years, friends, that was, uh, I, I, I'm going to tell you something, I was in the wrong. I've apologized, amen. Uh, the ones that would listen, I pulled them aside. I've apologized. I don't want to, uh, and this is not a, a, a plea, amen. I, I just want to work together for the common cause of Christ to see people saved. And we all should want and, and strive and desire the same thing.
But I love my preachers. Amen. I love the men of God. I love how they pray and study over the Word of God. I love it when uh, the men of God, they embrace themselves and they lay themselves down at the altar every Sunday. Uh, friends, not for personal gain or not for profit. It's not for money, uh, but it's to see lost men, women, boys, and girls saved by the grace of God. It's to see the flock of God encouraged. It's to see the flock of God fed. It's to see the flock of God sustained. Uh, friends, listen, that is our primary goal. But the Bible says, but they have, uh, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah, or, or, or Isaiah, Isaiah said, "Lord, who hath believed our report?" And this is a reference from Isaiah chapter fifty-three, verse number one. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So listen to this, verse number seventeen. So then, faith cometh by hearing. Amen. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The Word of God is a necessity. Thankful, friends, listen, you go back and you read the Old Testament you, and tell me how many times before somebody believed, before somebody went, what come to them? The Word of God. Amen. The Word of God precedes faith. Listen, but the Bible says, uh, and what is the Word of God? You've heard me say this, John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him, there's nothing made that is made. Amen. I'm glad and thankful. I listen for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for the Word of God. It says, but I say, have they not heard? Now listen, this is getting back into a reference back to the ethnic Jews. This Bible says, but I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily. Yes, verily. Yes, they have heard. Absolutely they have heard. Their sound went into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. Amen. Uh, friends, listen, all these prophets, all the kings and priests and all those who spoke the Word of the Lord, have they not heard? Yes, they have heard. But, oh, friends, today, listen to how sad it is to know that they have spurned the gospel of our Savior. They've turned away uh, the, the words of eternal life. You know, in one place I say this, and I'm going to wind this up. Peter said this. The Bible said that uh, Jesus had, had fed a multitude, and then he carried them up on a great high mountain. And he began to speak to them. And, he, and the Bible says that he was preaching pretty hard to them. And he spoke some hard sayings, the Scripture says. And the Bible says that many of the people which followed him departed and went away. And Jesus looked at Peter and he said, Peter, would you also go away? And he said, Lord, to whom shall I go? For thou hast the words of life. Friends, listen to me. I don't know where else to go. He is my all. He is my all in all. He is my everything. He is my Lord. But I say unto thee, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went all the earth and their words and to the ends of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? First, Moses said, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. But Isaiah, or Isaiah is very bold and saith, I was, I, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. But to Israel he saith, all day long, have I, uh, all day long I have stretched forth my hands into a disobedient and a gainsaying people. God help today, friends, listen, that we would never spurn or turn away the gospel. What a privilege, what an opportunity you have tonight to bow down wherever you are and receive Jesus, precious to you, never dying soul. Boy, I'm thankful for the day I got saved. I'm thankful that I'm saved today. I'm thankful that, uh, that I'm going to be eternally saved. I'm glad that heaven is my home. I'm glad that Jesus is my hope. I love you tonight. God bless you, Timber Ridge. 
Uh, good Lord willing, we'll see you Sunday morning. May God's blessings and his mercy and his grace be upon you.